0: Welcome to the Beeson Podcast coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your
1: hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I am Doug Sweeney here with my co-host Kristen Padilla. And today on the show, we have one of our esteemed Beeson colleagues with us. To talk about the wonderful work of Beeson's Lay Academy of Theology. Before Kristen introduces him, let me remind you that we have a great video library on our YouTube channel as well. It's at Beeson Divinity. On this channel, you can find videos of sermons preached in chapel, lectures, theological forums, interviews, and lots of other things. We hope you will take advantage of these resources, and then if you want to own hard copies of them, you can purchase them as well at besundivinity.com slash store. All right, Kristen, would you please introduce today's colleague to our listeners?
2: Hello, everyone. We have with us on the show today Jim Pounds. Jim is the Director of Operations here at Beeson Divinity School, where he has served since 2000. He is also a graduate of Beeson, having earned his MDiv degree. He is also an ordained minister, and he maintains an active preaching and teaching ministry. Uh, Before joining the staff, Jim worked in the insurance industry for 14 years, and he is married to Deborah, and they have two children. So welcome to the show for the first time, Jim. Thank you. We always like to begin um, by giving our guests the opportunity to say more about who you are and where you come from. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners today?
0: Well, I am from Birmingham. Uh, I was, I was born here. Uh, We moved one time, but moved back and then uh, finished high school, went to Auburn University for my undergrad degree, and that took me to, That took me to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I have a degree in aerospace and uh, was out there during the high times of the early 80s where there were multiple defense contractors building three different kind of aircraft, one kind of helicopter, missile technology was going on, and something that everyone denied existed, the development of the stealth fighter and bomber were taking place, but no one would admit it at the time. So the circumstances brought me back to Birmingham, uh, into the insurance business with my father. We operated that business for 14 years and uh, sold it. They uh, invited me to stay on and work there a little while. And, and it was during that time that uh, I began to consider some further study, uh, particularly here at Beeson
1: Divinity School. Jim, you joined Team Beeson as an employee long time before I did. Back in the year 2000, could you tell our listeners uh, how that happened? How'd you get from being a Beeson student to a Beeson employee? And what has your job been like here over the years? As a student, I started in the spring of
0: 1997, uh, 35 and pretty well terrified whether or not I could handle school after being out that long, particularly going from engineering to uh, theological study, where the writing was going to be completely different than anything I'd been trained to do. So I was fairly intimidated by that. But it was while I was here, Dr. George and uh, another colleague that was here approached me about taking a student role over a program they had that time uh, during the summer uh, called the pastor's school. And it was, uh, something that went for 25 years and served a lot of ministers. And so I think they asked me to do that because they picked up on the fact that I had good organizational skills and maybe I could, I could see that thing and maybe no one else agreed to do it. And so I, I did that for three years. And it was at that time when I graduated in 2000, there was an open position uh, on the staff that oversaw a continuing program of education that really reached out to Baptists throughout the state. It was an old program that Sanford had called Sanford Extension, and they had asked Dr. George to house it at Beeson, and he had for for several years. And so I was originally hired just to oversee that particular program of continuing education uh, that reached out to ministers, that reached out to lay people. Then, as I was here a little bit longer, Dr. George began to Asked me to take on another thing. If it had to do with details, if it had to do with uh, administrative things and he didn't have anybody else to give it to, he, he began to add it to uh, my sack of goodies that I was responsible for until 2013 when he decided that he didn't want me to handle that theological education program anymore he wanted me to handle uh, all these things he gave me plus budget and finance plus several other things that would probably uh, probably came out of uh, just noticing my my business and administrative background and so the director of operations position was born at that time, and uh, ever since then, uh, I just kind of do whatever we we have to do around here, kind of like the rest of us
2: well we're so grateful for the work that you do, and it is often behind the scenes um, and One of the things that you ever see that uh, Doug has already mentioned, uh, we want to talk to you about today, something that we're i'm um, really excited about, and that is Beeson's La Academy of theology this thriving ministry that Beeson has had for a number of years. So can you tell our listeners, especially those who aren't familiar with Lay Academy, um, what is Lay Academy, what's its mission and purpose, and how did it come to be, and what makes it set apart from perhaps other similar programs?
0: Beeson Divinity School, and I believe Sanford even, uh, in the late 90s, uh, with a very small grant, did a study on starting a program to offer theological education to folks in the broader community, and whether or not it was feasible, whether or not it would work in the area, how it would work, was there a need. And at the end of that study came this name with the recommendation that we move forward on this sort of thing called the Lay Academy of Theology. That was one of those things that Dr. George wanted to do, did not have a, a place to put it at that time. And so when I came into the role uh, over the other continuing ed program, that's when he said, we want to start this Lay Academy of Theology program. Here's what it is, and uh, I want you to get it started. And the real focus at that time was they had decided they wanted to offer biblically uh, sound courses to the broader community outside the gates, utilizing the talents and gifts of Beeson professors. And so in spring of 2001, we started with one class. Fisher-Umpree's taught an intro to theology class, and we had had a really good response. There might have been 15 or 20 students. And he enjoyed it, they enjoyed it, and off we went. And now, 20 years later, here we are finishing up the, the spring of 2021. And this year, we've had nine classes. We, we typically will have eight to nine. Uh, sometimes we work one in there in the Jan term. And, uh, we have had, we have had great attendance at all of them. Uh, For the last several years, Uh, we'll, we'll run these classes in the evenings. We'll run them in the afternoons. And, uh, folks have just really, uh, found Beeson and the Lay Academy to be sort of a, a home for their interest
1: in these areas. We'd love for even more of our listeners, uh, to enroll in these classes. Jim, could you tell them just a little bit about what's going on these days? What kinds of classes are on offer? Who's teaching them and maybe even just give them a little teaser about what's coming up in the fall? Sure.
0: We're finishing up the spring classes and uh, we've had a really good study. Dr. Padilla has been leading a study in Luke. Uh, Dr. Pascarello did a study on uh, sort of great Christian leaders in the past and that had a, that had a lot of response. We've, we've had good classes. Uh, most, most Every time Dr. Matthews has had a real good response to his class on sacred worship in the afternoons. And then, uh, let's see. Today is Wednesday. So tomorrow we will uh, have our last class and Dr. Park has been dealing with Second Corinthians. And so it's been, it's been really, really good. And uh, coming in the fall, uh, we'll give you a little teaser because we're we're hoping that everything will be exactly the way we want it to be. But in the fall we're gonna have Dr. Bray. He'll be teaching on the Westminster Confession. We'll have Dr. Mawish and he's going to take on Revelation. Dr. Webster's gonna offer a course called Stay in the Story, Understanding the Whole Council of God. And this section he's gonna focus particularly on the Pentateuch, the first Five books of the the Bible, and then Dr. Jenallet is planning a study in Isaiah.
2: You mentioned that we are at 20 years for the Lay Academy of Theology, and I, I don't know the number, but I would imagine hundreds, if not thousands, of people have come through the Lay Academy over the years. How has God been using Lay Academy in the lives of people in churches? And can you share any stories that stand out to you in particular?
0: Over the years, we've heard many things from folks about how much the program has meant to them, how it's helped them to understand or want to understand God's Word in a deeper way. These are people who are very involved in their churches, maybe very involved in a Sunday school class, but but something inside them wanted something deeper. The, The line that a lot of people used early on, which sort of got the conversation about Lay Academy started, was we really would love to come up there and take a class with one of your professors who we even heard preach in our church, but we don't want to take a test. And so that's sort of really got the got just the, the boots on the ground idea going. And so we just hear from them that wanting to understand it deeper has then led them to want to to study more themselves. And so uh we've we've seen them say things like it's given them a greater appreciation just for the gift of God's word now that they feel like that. They can understand it and and study it better. An appreciation for actually having it. Uh, They'll take these classes where Dr. Bray might sort of pull back the pages on the history of of how we got the Bible. And then there's this, just a greater appreciation for actually having it to study. The idea to see where God's at work in the pages of the Bible and then look and they see where God's at work in in, in the pages of their own lives and and how they're around and then how we're expected to live. Uh, in, in light of the gospel, uh, to borrow the, the, the title of one of Colson's books, How Now Shall We Live? Once we've, once we've been confronted with the gospel, once we've, we've, uh, really looked at the cross, how does that change us? How are we supposed to live? And so, uh, these are the kind of things that, that people have, have come out and, and said have, have impacted them so much so that, that they want to, to be better students of the Bible themselves. I can share a few stories along the way. I think of one gentleman and, and later his wife, he, he was in our very, very first class with Fisher and he still takes classes now. He was retired then and now he and his wife, they, they still come to classes and, and, you know, because they say every time they come, they feel like they have learned They've learned a little bit more. A pastor in Clay, Alabama, who's probably a newer student from the last three years or so, kind of came across us by looking at the website. And he now makes sure he signs up for one uh, every time we offer it. He says it's his time. It's his time to get fed. It's his time to learn, uh, to add to his own spiritual growth. And he said, then it helps him sort of regather his energy as he's getting ready for, for Sunday morning. Uh, he's joined us, uh, probably since 2017, every time we've had something. There's the retired school teacher, I love her. She usually will take anything that that Sydney's taking, but as she has told me before, uh when she's been looking at the brochure, she always calls to register in person. She says, I don't know any of these professors but I'm going to take one. What would you recommend? And I said, you can't go wrong with any of them. And, and she'll pick one out and she'll, she'll come back and say, I'm so glad. When are they going to teach again? She's been probably taking classes for 11 years. We have two ladies who drive from Huntsville once a semester. And they say that coming down, they begin to talk about uh, what, what their expectations were, what last week was like, what their week has been like, and then they say they spend the whole drive going home debriefing so that so that the drive is is enjoyable, not a not a labor to get down here and do it. I can think of three who took lay academy classes and then ultimately became Beeson students. These classes and the professors mean as much to our friends as they do to us. A few years back, Peter Mawish received the last-minute notice that he needed to be in Montgomery to be sworn in as an American after completing the laborious naturalization process. And he had to reschedule the class very quickly. And when the class regathered the following week, a retired federal judge presented him with an American flag, and the entire class cheered. Uh, it, they feel like
1: Beeson belongs to them too, and we're glad that they do. We sure are, and they are right in feeling like that. Jim, you and I know all too well that when the COVID epidemic struck us last spring, we had to get ready real fast to take all our teaching online. And then for most of this year, while uh, in the main, we've been back in person with masks and social distancing and so on, We've also had to offer a virtual accessibility to our classes for people who've been sick or quarantined for one reason or another. And this has affected the way we have been doing lay academy as well. Could you give our listeners just a little feel for how has COVID and how has our exploration of uh, virtual teaching in the lay academy affected the lay academy? And what's going to be the future? Will people uh, down the road have access to our lay academy classes online? Like everyone
0: else, we had to had to figure out what was going to happen, and it it kind of had to happen from two sides. We had a we had a lineup for lay academy, and we were we were ready to go. But uh, I had uh, I had to ask the professors, "Will you still be willing to teach lay academy online?" and uh, the ones who were lined up all said, well, sure, they were still learning how to use the, the technology, but they said they would do that. And then, uh, the one who probably gets the least attention around here, but, but makes everything go for us, Rob Willis, our, our media and technology manager. I had to go to Rob and I said, you know, can, can we make this happen? And Rob never says no. So, Uh, Between his coaching of the professors and uh, recruiting some of our fine students to actually be uh, in the virtual classroom to sort of help troubleshoot things, Uh, sometimes some of our friends had trouble getting in and our students would, would help them get into the room and would answer questions sort of off to the side as they needed it. Uh, it began to go. And after the first couple of weeks, all the little kinks had been ironed out, the professors knew exactly what to do, and our folks were, were logging in. And we had really good participation back in the fall. We've had good participation here in the spring. Uh, I know that we have a lot of our local friends who really enjoy not only being in the classroom with the professor but being with each other and so I've heard from many who've called me and said are we going to be back on campus this fall Uh, that that's when they want to start coming back that that they've sort of they've sort of had all all the virtual everything that that they want for a while they're ready to be in person and so Uh, if the university allows, we're, we're lined up and ready to go with these four classes on campus in person. And if that is approved, then you'll see that in the, in the emails you get from us. You'll see it in the brochure. But, but we're also going to continue now offering the courses virtual, uh, because we found that some of our friends who Uh, liked coming over the years, got a, got a few extra years on them and decided they didn't like getting out in the evening as much as they used to and, and were pretty well delighted that they could still access the classes that all things considered they would, they would really like to be here. So we're going to keep that going. Uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting because, uh, one of the, one of the benefits of that, uh, was that we found, uh, that folks from a distance wanted to join in. Uh, we've had folks from all parts of Alabama sign up for classes and, and participate with us, as well as uh, we've got a pastor in Minnesota who found us somehow, and um, some folks in Miami who had an email forwarded to them. Uh, We've got parents from Sanford University now saying they want to be included in the emails that go out so that they can participate in this. And so both options will exist come, come fall, provided we can be on campus.
2: Well, the Lay Academy is a great opportunity and resource for those of you who are listening who want to grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Scripture. And so, Jim, for those listening who are very interested in learning more about lay Academy or signing up for classes in the fall, how can they learn more and register? And perhaps you can um, also share about uh, the cost um, for lay Academy.
0: You can uh, go to Beeson divinity schools, website, dot com, uh, And there is a, there is a link there. Uh, Beeson for slash lay academy. You can also find it uh, right on the front as well. And you can go there and it will show you our classes and you can register right online using a credit card. Uh, we'll have the new classes up uh, once I get full descriptions from the professors. We'll have those new classes up by summertime. And the, the registration will open as soon as they're up. You can also, for those who like mailing things in, there's a, there's a registration form online there that you can print off and mail in with your check. And those of you that are on the website or, or on our mailing list, uh, will get a brochure and that brochure has a, has a tear off that you can mail in as well. And some folks just like calling me and giving me their information over the phone. And, and we'll take that too. You can call 205-726-2338. Uh, the on-campus uh, in-person classes are $89. Uh, those classes run for six consecutive Mondays or Tuesdays or Thursdays, depending on the day of the week of the class. And, the way we're going to do the online side of it, those classes will be, uh, $69. So $89 for the in-person classes, that price hasn't changed for some time. And then 69 for those off campus. And this really just covers our expenses of, of, uh, putting the classes on and promoting them and that sort of thing. So that, uh, All these folks can participate in them. Uh, I think it's going to be a a lot of fun this fall. Uh, All four of these classes are going to be great, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing all kinds of folks come join us here and join join us electronically also.
1: That is a fantastic deal, listeners. I hope you will take advantage of it and sign up for some of these classes and be in touch with us. We like to end these interviews, Jim, as you know well by asking folks what the Lord's been teaching them recently. Uh, So we ask you, in your own devotional life, your own prayer life, as you've been walking with the Lord in recent weeks and in recent months, what kinds of things has he been showing you and teaching you that you might offer as a way of uh, edifying our audience?
0: Well, those who know me and and know my personality, uh, it's uh it's such that if there's something that needs to get done, I'm I'm ready to get it done and I'm ready to get it done right away. And when when things don't move as quickly as I like them to move, I can get frustrated. So, uh, I think many of us have have had our own levels of frustration in this last year for all sorts of things, and so uh, I wound up several months back when I realized uh, I needed to take a good long look again. Uh, I wound up back... Uh, in psalm forty six it's one of my favorites uh, i've I've had the opportunity to teach and preach on it over the years and and i guess uh I guess I hadn't turned to the page in a while and and we're all familiar with how it begins. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in times of trouble, therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way though the mountains be moved though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And the psalmist goes on to continue to remind us why God is our refuge, why God is our strength, and why we should not fear. But then we get to verse 10, which speaks to me, and I have to live on that verse every single day, to be still and know that I am God, or probably better directed at me as the New American Standard Bible says, stop striving and know that I'm God. Quit trying to do, Jim, what it is you're trying to do, and just be still a minute and know that I'm God. Be know that I'm in control, know that you're not in control, and uh, is is as much as you wanna be, That's not the way that he put the the earth into motion. That's just not the way that I, your God, am controlling the universe. Be still. Cease striving. And know that I'm God.
1: A great word for all of us. You have been listening to Mr. Jim Pounds, Director of Operations here at Beeson. He has been making this school go around for more than two decades now. I sure am grateful to him for his multifaceted ministry here at the Divinity School. And we're grateful to him today as we feature the Lay Academy on our podcast for his work in leading the Lay Academy of Theology. We invite you to register for classes. We'd love to see you here. Uh, We'll continue to pray for you. We ask you to pray for us, and we say goodbye for now.